All right, this is the song that Matthew caused when he rolls out with his other mid-40s friends out to the clubs on King West. That's right, this baby. Is what, this is what they play. Like a, like a boombox. Like Debo Samuel. Yes. In the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just going to go John Cusack <laughs> and say anything that is holding it over John his head. Cusack. And, nice. and, and Peter Gabriel uh, is playing out of the boombox. That's yeah. what I was going to go with. Salisbury Hill? So there you go. Oh, look at you. Look at you. We can play Salisbury Hill a little bit later. Great tune. Um, oh, unbelievable Great stuff. Tip. Yeah. I almost sung it. That would have been a terrible idea. Do you think if you... You can't go high enough. It's, if you oh, go no. high on the right radio, 20 Fingers will forever have it. <laughs> yes. He's got a couple drops of me singing. Don't play any of them, Chrissy. And if I did... I almost did it again. I'm not doing Salisbury Hill. I'm not doing it. How many guesses do you think it would take for Carlo to go, who sings Salisbury Hill? How many guesses do you think it would take? 14 million. <laughs> No, I uh, don't think he would be aware of Salisbury Hill, which is unfortunate for him because it's a fantastic great song. Great tune. Uh, great game last night, the yeah. Super Bowl, 57 in the books. KC wins 38-35. We did some Super Bowl trivia last week, speaking of Carlo. Yeah. And I believe I, I just wiped the floor with him. He had no chance. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much to do with me, just like his knowledge of the Super Bowl isn't as robust as mine is. No. But my knowledge of the Super Bowl is not nearly as robust as yours is. Okay. And I felt it a good decision to challenge myself and take on the king of Super Bowl trivia. Yeah. I've known you. I've worked with you for a long time, Matthew. Yep. And you know two things very well. Mm-hmm. Wine yes. and Super Bowls. It's true. Those are my two <laughs> things. Whether it's Cabernet or Cliff Branch, <laughs> I am there for it. Two exceptional references. This guy's Thank on you. fire. It's only 903. <laughs> so... Our man Cheese, fantastic producer, come up with a bunch of different questions, different categories for the Super Bowl trivia. And we did the same format last week, worked very well. And you notice my computer is away. Well, Koliakova was cheating last week, still lost. My computer is away. I'm like Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, where he puts the the computers out there. You can see that uh, my computer is being covered by pieces of paper, so you don't have to worry about that. Anyways. There are eight categories yeah. for the Super Bowl trivia. Each yeah. category has a maximum of two questions with increasing difficulty. Okay. Second question, slightly to moderately harder. Mm-hmm. One point for a correct answer. Tiebreaker question will be price is right style. Mm-hmm. Chrissy is the official score, and we can steal. So if you get it wrong, yeah. then I can steal and, and take your point. This is Super Bowl trivia. Do we have a coin flip, fellas? No, we do not have a coin flip. So Okay, I think I go first. Guest goes first. Sure, you're the guest. I'm the uh, guest. Do we have the, any sting for uh, trivia? Should we play it? Nah, okay. Yeah, let's just get All right, we're not going to do it. All right, let's get right into okay. it. There I, are eight categories here. Yeah. You see them in front of you, Matthew. I do. I you do. are a guest. Go ahead. I would like to pick Category 2 Super Bowl history. Oh, boy. Let's start with an easy one, or hopefully. Who was the first left-handed quarterback to get a Super Bowl ring? Oh, I know this Kenny one. Kenny Stabler. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. He didn't <laughs> flinch. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's an easy one. It I was knew against that. the... It was, yeah, Kenny Stabler against the Minnesota Vikings. Shockingly enough, he did not win the Super Bowl MVP for that. So Who uh, did? I believe, actually, that was... Was it Cliff... No, I think it was the tight end. I was going to say Cliff Brandt. No, it was... Um, uh, I'll remember it. It was the tight end, uh, the starting tight end for the Raiders. who had like four catches for seventy six. I yards. think I may know. It's uh, some weird. It's like I don't know. I can't. You know what? I can't remember. All right, that was a good. Dave Casper, by the way, is Dave Casper. I wish I had that question. All right, so All right that's one nothing like, for cause. This is going to be challenging. Is there another? Ha- is there another Super Bowl history? Now it is my turn. There is okay. another. Okay, I'm going to go with MVP winners. There have been two players to win Super Bowl MVP that were not born in the United States. Name one of them. Uh, 
not born in the United States. Oh my goodness. Do you know this one, Matthew? I believe I do. Oh I think God. I do. I think I do. Mark Rippin. Oh! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! How that came to my head, I don't know. Canada, I know he's Canadian. Yes. Own. Can I, Whoa, can I, what a guess. If yes. I say go. the other one, can I get a point? No, but we will give you a pat on the Absolutely back. Absolutely not. You can have Jim, a pat on the Jim Plunkett. No. Hold on. Other one will be... Jim Plunkett's a good guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess who's born in the United is States. Is Len Dawson American? Also, Len Dawson, the only quarterback that uh, during halftime, there's photographic evidence of him smoking cigarettes. I love that. Uh, at the halftime of Super Bowl. One. Matthew, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go with... Um, so you did MVP winners. Okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to history. There's a harder question. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. the second one. Okay, nothing let's, is hard for you. Man. Okay, you know category. What you're uh, let's go category two. Super Bowl history. Mark Ripper, By the way, go. the answer. That was good. The uh, second answer was Heinz Ward. Oh, oh Heinz Ward did right. win. The Super, was San Antonio Holmes and Heinz Ward right? Mm -hmm. The two Steelers. Yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. All right, number two. Uh, but those were two different Super Bowls. When yes, Heinz yes, Ward yes. won, it was against Seattle. Correct. And by the way, who caught the touchdown? Or who threw the touchdown to Heinz Ward? It was... Uh, it was Antoine Randall L. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say Roethlisberger, but yeah, that wasn't no, right. Was Anyways, all right. All right. So, uh, history ahead, part Jesus. two. What player holds the record for most career rushing yards in Super Bowl games? Franco Harris. Ooh. <laughs> this guy's on a heater. No, he's not on Four a heater. Games, I'm telling you, Cheese. Won the Super Bowl. Uh, his first MVP you. was and had the most rushing yards the first one, which was against the Purple People Eaters in the Minnesota Okay, Vikings. relax, relax. I'm going to go wins and appearances, category one. <laughs> what team has played in four Super Bowls but never held a lead? <sighs> See, like the Bills are like the obvious answer, but it can't be them. That's too easy. Never held a lead. Let me know how long we can go before someone can steal it. <laughs> I can see you. You're like ready to jump out of your seat. <laughs> is, is, wouldn't this be now enough time? All right, I'll, I'll say the Bills. The Minnesota Vikings. That's correct. <laughs> oh God, you like that? You like that? Apologies uh. to Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> And Joe Cap, CFL uh, oh, breakup MVP. Is he the guy Cap. who got punched in the face or was doing the punching? Ooh, I, him and Angelo, Angelo Mosca. I think Mosca <laughs> punched Joe Cap. Uh, there was a little if I can recall. Pain that That's Matthew Cause, Korolnik. We're doing Super Bowl trivia. Matthew, you're up three-one, and I believe it is your pick now. Oi, boy. I am going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with respect your elders as the older oldest person in this room. Who is the oldest player to record a sack in Super Bowl history? Oh, this one I don't know. Um, oldest player to... I'm going to go... Richard Dent? Hmm. <laughs> oh, I got worried there. Richard Dent, I believe, another Super Bowl MVP, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Um, <clears throat> Damn. That's the easiest oldest, oldest player to record a sack. So the fact that it's an easy one leads me to believe that maybe we're missing something here. Uh, easier. Not easier. E not easy. Mm -hmm. I'll go with Michael Strahan. Who was it? Dwight Freeney in 2017 wow, at age 36. That's a tough question. Oh, I never would have got that. That's a very oh tough question. Oh, my God. I thought Dwight Freeney was younger. <clears throat> All right. I'll go with uh, MVP winners. 
who was the first wide receiver to win Super Bowl MVP? See, I know Fred Bolitnikoff won Super Bowl MVP like back in the day, and he was a wide receiver, but that can't be. So who else? Edelman, Branch, Santonio Holmes. I'm going to go with Bolitnikoff. Chance to steal here, Matthew. That, that name was too niche. There's just no way. Yeah. Uh, oh! Lynn Swan. Jesus Christ. Did, did Fred Belinikov win Super Bowl MVP? I would have to look that up. Yeah, no, he did. He did. I thought it was Dave Casper. That was a dumb mistake by me. Yeah, it was Fred Belinikov. He won it. Um, With was, Oakland, right? Yeah, but he didn't get a touchdown. Two of his catches were like right down to okay. the goal line. And he right. just plunged All it right. in. That's 4-1. Okay. I think it's your pick. I'm going to go with uh, MVP winners, the harder question. No, no, well, that was, well, both have already been taken, so oh, you okay. lose your pick. Okay, okay. No, respect, on. Your respect your elders. Respect your elders. Let's go with the tougher one. <laughs> Even though I blanked Dwight Freeman. That was hard. Who is the oldest player to record an interception? In Super Bowl history, I'm going to go with Willie Brown. Jeez, oh, record an interception. Ah. These are tough. Yeah, I, I have no idea. No idea. I'll I'll pass. I have no clue. Who was it? Otis Smith in 2002 at yeah, age that's, 36. That's never going to happen for yeah. me. There. Uh, okay, so let's go with. Uh, Kind of funny for one. What was unusual about the coin flipped before Super Bowl 44? It's my yeah. It's, it's my, you. Uh, I, I, what was unusual? I don't know. Both uh, both were heads. Both were tails. <laughs> it was flipped from outer space. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, that, that would that, that's a little bit more unusual. Yeah, I'll go with kind of funny, the harder one. The first points in Super Bowl history were scored by Green Bay Packers reserve Max McGee, who was suffering from what unusual ailment? He was hung over. He oh, didn't ex- ding. Give me the ding. Uh, he wasn't expected to play in the game. Boyd Dowler got injured, I think, on the opening <laughs> kickoff, and McGee would score two touchdowns, have over 100 yards receiving, but they gave the MVP to Bart uh, to Bart Starr. Yep, yep, that is uh, probably true. I believe you. Yeah. All right, well, um, let's go. Is it your pick or is it my pick it's, now? Uh, That's pick. me. You're up 5-1, Matt, so it's going to take a historic comeback for yours, truly. Yeah. Not the best. Not the well, best. I mean, it's not really. What am I supposed to do here, Christy? Like, come on. <laughs> guy's a wizard. Show me the money. Is that number one there? No, okay. it's wins and appearances, category one. No, 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 category six, show me the money for but the oh, first question. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry so go ahead, Cheese. How much does the quarterback of the winning Super Bowl team reportedly earn for saying, I'm going to Disney World? 500 grand? One million dollars. <laughs> By the way, I do know who first said that line. Yeah, I know. That yeah, it was too Phil Simms, buddy. Everybody yeah. knows that. Okay. Uh, $75,000. Oh, okay. I was Bill like, Simms' poll was pretty impressive, was right? Barely, yeah, that, that was a good. I know I'm not bad at this. No, like no. I'm pretty good. Yes, that was but I mean good. you're just freakishly good. Okay, let's just do show me the money. Let's just do the harder one. I don't think we'll get it right. What was the average price for tickets to the first Super Bowl in 1967? Didn't you go to that, Matthew? I was there. <laughs> oh damn you! I'm gonna. Hey, how you guys doing today? This man is so old. When he thinks of a tablet, he thinks of Moses. <laughs> ba 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 ba. ba. 
okay. Um, I'm just. I'm, no one's gonna know this. Yeah. Fifteen bucks. You know what? Wrong, but you're close. Oh. Twelve dollars. Oh, I didn't get the steal. Oh. Twelve dollars. <laughs> that that's my bad. Producer slipped there. Oh well, yeah, I, I was good at guess twelve dollars, so no, I was not. Okay, um what do we have left here? I'll go I'll go halftime artists. Alrighty. Uh, let me just pull this up. This here. is Super Bowl trivia. We do a little radio reset. That's Matthew Kosh. I'm Aaron Karolnik. We've got Warren Ward coming up talking some Raptors, but we need to finish off this. Ass kicking I'm suffering from Matthew Cause in Super Bowl trivia. Go ahead, Cheese. Who holds the record for the longest national anthem sung at a Super Bowl? My God. Oh, I think I know this oh, one. Oh, my I know this God. One. I should... just. Uh, it's like Mariah Carey. Alicia Keys. <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is getting ugly. Wins... Uh, wait, wait. You, that, the category was halftime artist. You asked about the national anthem. Uh, focus no, on national artists. anthem and halftime. Artists. I don't see national anthem there. Whatever. First, you, you steal my point with the twelve, <laughs> and now you're giving fake categories. And I do wins and appearances. Have we done that yet? We've done the first one. Let's do the harder one. Name two of the five teams that have only won one Super Bowl. Two of the five teams that have only won one Super Bowl. One would be the Philadelphia Eagles. They have only won one Super Bowl. As for another, all right, he's taking too much time. Seattle. <laughs> all right, that's six one or seven. No, that's a one. two. That's a two point. No, no, no. It's not, I don't yeah, think do two point. Three. It's two uh, one point. One okay, point. Okay. But yeah, you are. It's uh, it's basically over. What do we still have left, Jeez? We have one more for national anthems and halftime artists. We have host cities. Ugh, host cities. All right, I'll go, with host, I'll go with host cities. Host cities. Oh, God, this is just a coin flip. Where was the first Super Bowl held? Oh, I do know this one. <laughs> um, like, we're talking, like, a, can I just give a state? No, give a city. City? Yeah. Uh, Miami? <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> let's do, um, oh, let's just get the host city, the harder one, out of the way. How many Super Bowls have been played in Arizona? Four. Jesus. <laughs> what is left? Anything? Not, not your dignity. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has nothing to do with dignity. I, listen, I, I called it before. I told you I was a, I was a plus 300 underdog. Or I gave you a minus 300 favorite. Yeah, I didn't have much of a chance against you in... Uh, I probably have a better chance against you in wine trivia. I'm like, Rapasso, Valpolicella. And I'm just like, yeah, it could be an answer. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the final halftime one. I that guess is actually we're correct, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Who was the first singer to perform at a Super Bowl halftime show? Joe Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Stevie Wonder. That would be Carol Channing in oh, 1970. KC. That's Coley favorite artist. That is true. He yeah. comes in here every morning. Yeah. Channing this, Channing Carol, that. Carol, wow. You guys won't believe what I was listening to on Spotify yesterday. Yeah. All right, well, that's a 7-1 victory for Matthew. 9-1. Not 9-1. Nine one. <laughs> nine one. Jeez. Yeah, Thank that, you, Christy. That was an ass-kicking like I expected, and uh, kudos to you, Matthew. You're very difficult to beat. I was robbed of a couple, you know, the fake category, and I was going to guess 12 <laughs> seconds. So, so really, it's 9-2. Really, it's 9-3, but...
Who's nine counting? One. Who's nine one? <laughs> Who's someone counting? better call nine one one. Someone better call. Thank you, Matt. You let me you let me off the hook there because uh, that could have been questionable with my mistakes there. Yes. Thankfully, it didn't matter. No, it did not matter. Well done, Matthew. Thank no you. surprise Thank there. You, you are okay. the Super Bowl trivia I'm a, expert. Such a nerd. Um, I don't know. Like, what would be like my specialty? If there was one thing that I know more about than anything, like Super Bowl here at TSN, for instance, nobody's going to beat you. No yeah. chance. No yes. chance. Something like golf-related, gym-related, mm. King Street-related, <laughs> King Street. uh, club-related. Yes, sports betting. I don't know. Sports like, betting. There's a lot of people who know a lot about sports betting. You know, you're a teacher. Taylor Swift. Ta- Taylor oh. Swift at TSN. I think Tay-tay. I could. Oh, no, yes. actually, that's not true. Like, ju- no. Okay, Chrissy, relax. Easy there, buddy. In my ear. Relax. Like, Julia Tasheri yeah. could probably beat me in, in Taylor Swift trivia. Yeah. Or it'd be, uh, I couldn't, it'd be very contentious. I couldn't win that one. Maybe we'll set that up next week. Yeah. We'll bring Julia in. Ooh, that'd be good. And definitely not invite us, bro. She got that song, Look What You Made Me Do. You know, that's it's a, a good, good video. It's a good poll. It's a good video. She's... Ah, it's true. All right. Warren, Warren Ward will join us. We've got uh, Sean Stratton, our winner from the Waste Management Open. We'll see how his weekend was. How wasted is he? Find yeah. it. Oh, waste. it's the wasted management, man. Yeah, Warren Ward next, though. This is First Stop, Hour 4. We are two games into the post-trade deadline era of the Toronto Rap- Raptors, the Jakob Pertl era, 2.0. And mixed results, Matthew. Mixed results. Yeah. Friday night, Utah, they blow a huge lead to the Raptors, and... Colin Sexton and Laurie Markinen just dominating the Raptors in the fourth quarter. I have no idea what the hell happened. Yesterday, the Raptors were like 11.5-point favorites hosting Detroit. and That, that game, was an easy bet. To, 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 there's one thing you know. Don't bet against Dwayne Casey against the Raptors. It, that's a good point. The Raptors win by one, although it was a bigger, bigger disparity than yeah. the score would indicate. Detroit scored a couple garbage-time points, and... I don't really know what to make of what we've seen from the Raps in the Jakob Pertl 2.0 era. Let's ask Warren Ward. He's our Raptors analyst here at TSN 1050, and he joins us now. What's going on, Warren? What's up, fellas? Glad to be here. How how you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good. How do you think Raptors fans should be feeling this morning following what they saw from this team over the weekend? Well, if it's any indication of how the rest of the season has gone, I think they should be, um, you know, I would say... Just normal. It's a normal walk in the park for us. I mean, uh, yesterday <laughs> was a, was a bit of a heart attack. I mean, uh, you know, Detroit made it close at the end. Another forty-one point quarter in the fourth quarter by the opposition. I think uh, Utah had thirty-nine uh, in the fourth quarter. So this season, it's really been first quarter start um, prior to uh, the trade deadline, and now we're seeing a lot of end of game situations where we just can't close it out. And I think um, one of those two quarters has been a bit of an issue and. Um, that's, but that's just how the team has been. I mean, if we play four games, I would bet the Raptors will probably win two and probably lose two. It doesn't matter who we play. That's just, that's just, that's, that is just where we are right now. That is, that is actually a really good point. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, let's go back. The best thing that happened to the Raptors was their embarrassing loss was on Friday night. So then you had another day with a Leaf game. You had another day with a Raptor game. You had the Super Bowl, so it can get buried. That fourth quarter collapse, they give up 39 points. They were up by 13 with under six yeah. minutes to go. Utah goes yeah. on a 26-7 run. But where I want to go with this is when you look at that collapse, 
How much of that do you, and you got to pick one or the other. You can't go, well, it's 50-50. That collapse, is that more about the defense, just too many fouls and allowing Utah to do what they want? Or was it on an offense that couldn't score, that did see a bad air ball by uh, Fred Van Vliet? So the offense or the defense, how say you, sir? Well, you put me in a in a difficult difficult predicament. That's I would, right. I would usually like to blame both. No, but, you can, uh, you know, no, it can be. By the way, I'll give you. It can be fifty one to forty nine percent. But I need a majority here. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll answer it like this. Um, defensively, it's a complete meltdown. No excuse. We we there was lack of communication. Um, you can't you cannot give up thirty nine points in a closeout quarter. And and another thing they did they let Utah hang around. Utah was down around ten points the majority of the game, literally just around ten. And then things just started to get hot. Offensively, they stopped sharing the basketball. Three assists in the fourth quarter to go along with like two for fifteen from the field or whatever it was. It was it was embarrassing. So offensively, you do not you you do not hold your weight. And then defensively, you have a letdown. And part of that is just due to like. Some of the selfish tendencies on the team, and I and I, I do have to be honest. I do have to say that sometimes players do get a little bit selfish. They they want to do a bit more than they actually can, and sometimes it causes losses. So, like I said, if we play four games, doesn't matter who it is. I bet you, I bet you, we win two, and we probably lose two, and that's exactly what happens, right? So, um, in our home stand, so I would I would I would say it's fifty one percent defense because defense is what is going to win you games, and Utah had no business winning that basketball game, but offensively they got away from. What was working? They tried to be heroes instead of playing a team. Three assists in a quarter is not good when you've been dominating the game. You know, I mean, you've been dominating the game for literally, you know, three quarters. Warren Ward is our guest, TSN 1050 Raptors analyst. The Raps back in action tomorrow night hosting Orlando. Another game they should definitely win. Although another one, they, that's right. They, they did lose to Orlando a couple of times. Was it back to back? earlier this season, so I guess you can take nothing for granted with this Raptors team. But, Warren, Matthew and I were talking about this earlier briefly, about Fred Van Vliet, who's had a, a really quality kind of last 30 games or so. He has nine 30-plus yep. point games, had another great yep. game last night. But I do find it interesting that no team was really willing to give Fred Van Vliet, or give the Raptors very much, if anything, for Fred Van Vliet. There was the report that the Clippers wouldn't even give up a draft pick. Milwaukee was offering Grayson Allen like a 2027 first round pick. Does that say to you possibly that Fred Van Vliet may have overplayed his hand and the interest in him in the offseason might not be or might be a lot more tepid than he anticipated prior to the year? Well, it's a really good adjective to use, tepid. I, I, I like Thank that you. off the start. Professional broadcast. Uh, there you <laughs> I go. use that term loosely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually I disagree. I don't think it does. I think it's mid-season acquisition, and I think you you try to get the best player you can for the least amount. I mean, there there was players going around for Jay Crowder got traded for five picks, and a pick is just potential. Literally, a pick means nothing. You know, essentially, it just means that someone down the line will come into your organization and maybe have an impact. Because at the end of the day, the NBA is a guessing game. You know, like anything else. You know. Whether it's Victor Nwanyama or Scoot, they could all come into the league and do nothing in the NBA. So you're going to trade a guy who's proven himself in the NBA because that's the most important thing. Like how, 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 how well have you improved over whether that's one year in the league or five years in the league? Fred Van Fleet has done that. So I don't think it's an indication that no one wants Fred. I think Fred will get the money he wants. I think he'll get the attention and teams that are interested in him because he's done it and he's done it for so long. Fred is not your, your conventional point guard either. He's six foot one, if that. And he can score 
you know, way better than he can maybe run a team per se. He's he's he he is a consummate professional as well. He's the heart and soul of the Raptors. So if I'm going to give that up, I don't want to pick. So whether it's the other team or not, I'm, if I'm Masai, I'm not I'm not trading anyone unless I get someone who's been in the NBA for a while. My, regardless of picks, I want someone who can come in and contribute right away because that's the most important thing. If a pick comes here, right, we got to be patient. And as as we all know in Toronto, we're not the most patient people. Scotty didn't start the season all that well. And that's all we talked about. So I'm not going to trade anyone for a pick. I want someone who's going to come in and do what Fred does, if not better. And I don't think he got that. Right? I'm not trading anyone, especially for Grayson Allen. No way. I'm not. I would never do that. I would laugh. Right? So um, I, I think all in all, I think Fred is going to, like I said, I think, I, think, I think he'll remain here, number one. But if we do trade him or anyone else, it's, it's the return value and, and the direction of the team. You can, you can obviously... Go, try and go young, and that is what everyone does because that that player that player just has much more of a window. But does it mean that it's going to equate to win? I doubt it, and that's why I don't think we traded anyone or did much of anything. I think Yakupurdo was the best thing that we could have done by getting a big man because we needed that. I'm glad uh, that Fred Van Vliet is still with the Raptors. I'm hoping they can sign him long term. The one that I found interesting was they didn't move OG Ananobi, and I I've been saying this last week. I love OG Ananobi. I'm basically an OG Ananobi truther. But when you consider they got Siakam and Barnes, so there's a little bit of roster duplication. And, right. you know, you're seeing Precious Achua is also bouncing back after a slow start in injury. That's the one that shocked me the most, is that they didn't trade OG Ananobi, considering you could have got a lot back from him. And there is, as I said, roster duplication. I, I'm curious your thoughts, Warren, because that, that's the deal that I thought was going to happen. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I thought so as well. I told I told Tatman that on air. I said I, I really thought that they would probably trade OG just because he had the highest value around the league. But the question remains, as I said, what direction are you going in as you know what I mean as a group? And two, what can you get for him in return? But obviously, the deals were not were they just weren't sufficient enough. I'm not going to give up OG for a pick. I'm not going to give up OG for two picks. I want someone who's going to do what he does or somewhat of what he does to fill the holes. Precious Achua has, has definitely taken up um, space. He's improved. He's gotten, he's gotten much better, and he fills a better role. I know OG probably wants a bigger role on the team. So if I'm going to trade you, then I, it's, it's, about, it's about what I'm getting in return. And no disrespect to the rest, of the, you know what I mean, the rest of the league, but the Raptors have probably the most valuable chess pieces. You know, The other teams are probably going to send back a couple pawns, and we don't want that. We don't want that at all. We, we want people who are going to come in and, like I said, return on your investment has to be much better. And, and around the association, you're not going to get anything, anything unless it's a young piece and a couple pieces. And that, that doesn't help us win right now. So if, if, if you look at it from a winning perspective and, and the return on investment, it's the right thing. Any player that, oh, that maybe Masai wanted to trade for, he can do that in the offseason. There's no point getting a midseason acquisition that's going to come sit on the bench. Warren, you'll be part of the broadcast here at TSN 1050 tomorrow night is the Magic at the Raptors. Paul Jones, Javon Shepard on the call, yourself, Jim Taddy, and Josh Loomberg. And I should tell you, Warren, before we brought you on, Matthew Cause turned to me. He's like, Warren Ward, by the way, a very handsome fella. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. And I'm like, all right, great broadcaster. He's done a great job here at TSN 1050, but it's good to know you're a dual threat, Warren. 
I appreciate that, man. My coach would say otherwise. He says I have a face for radio. That's probably why I work in it. But uh, I'll take that, Matty C. Thank yeah. you, man. No worries at all. Thank you. <laughs> all right. That is Warren Ward. Thank you for doing this, Warren. Hey, anytime, fellas. Anytime. All right. Warren Ward, TSN Radio, NBA analyst, and a handsome man. Are you okay that I that I mentioned not a, his? Not a problem at all. Okay. Not a problem at all. He's Yes, uh not on the tatty level, but just... Oh, uh, well, just Jim a, Taddy, unparalleled un- levels of handsomeness. Yes, and just an aroma and everything else. Well, just a beautiful... I don't beautiful, love scent. By the way, beautiful men all around. Yeah, I love, uh, love Warren. Worked with him before uh, a little while ago. Rap Matty C. Memphis, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. I thought yeah. you were calling Warren, du- Warren Dubs. <laughs> Warren Dub. Warren w- w- W. W. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's uh, w- double, double W. Double W. W, like w squared. I like that. I yeah. like that. I like what's coming up on the other side. And okay. through the rest of the fourth and final hour, first stop, we've got Sean Stratton. Yes. Who was from Stratton, Oakmont. Okay, that's a Wolf of Wall Street reference right there. Ah, I knew I wouldn't. I wouldn't Are you doing better. more movie references? Yeah, I, I love Wolf of Wall Street. But I hear Stratton. I get someone, excited. DiCaprio. Doing, well, yeah, I thought to Coley Ackle. He's like, what's, what's Godfather? <laughs> Never heard of that. So and I watched Godfather yesterday. It was incredible. oh, it was on. it was on AMC. It was yes, great. I got sucked. It was in Godfather and then The Departed, which short, immediately yes. thereafter. And I'm like, my goodness, there's six hours down the drain. Yeah, I know. Well worth it. In any case, Sean Stratton will join us next, and we got my FanDuel best bets coming up as well. No NFL anymore. What am I going to do? How am I supposed to make money? Oh, CFL coming up in June. There you go. Okay, we're back on first up. Aaron Karolnik, that's Matthew Cause in for Koliakovo. He will be back tomorrow. Flying home this afternoon. Hopefully no delays. Oh, my God. He is going to be miserable tomorrow. Flying home, been away, been in Florida. And now that uh, that, uh, early wake-up call. Well, I imagine our next guest will be quite miserable returning back to Canada following a delightful delightful trip down to Arizona where he was our waste management open correspondent. We welcomed him to the show a couple weeks ago where he was debating taking his buddy Mike on the trip or his girlfriend. Let's find out how the trip was and was it Mike or the girlfriend, Sean Stratton? What's going on? Hey, boys. Hey, boys. (laughs) Is that Mike? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there he is, he Mike. It. What's going on? So, fellas, run us through and maybe try not to speak on top of each other. It's a little bit difficult to discern. We'll go one at a time. Sean, what was the experience like down at the waste management? How how many drinks did you crush each day? Uh, I don't think I could put a number on that. <laughs> it, it was uh, we were putting in shifts. It was uh, it was something. The uh, we did the sixteenth. On Saturday, we got there at six fifteen in the morning to line up. Oh, good for you! And then like they did sprint the, right in, right? Oh, did the sprint? It was uh, it was wasn't really a sprint for me. I was scoping some medical tents on the way. I didn't know <laughs> if I was going to make it. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, we got there. Uh, well, God, about seven o'clock. The thing is, literally, it's just beer and a washroom. There's no food, no water. Oh. They, uh, it was it was something. Gee, okay, so did you manage to get through all the day and the evening here? Like, listen, everyone loves a good day drink. It's delightful, but the key is to balance with some water and at least some sort of car- and some sort of carbs. I mean, how was there naps involved? Like, like, just what was the itinerary? We had to pull the shoe after about six hours. There, I'd yeah, say, where fair. it was either blackout and, or <laughs> you know. 
can survive a bit. So, yeah, we pulled the shoot at around 12.30, I think. Okay. And I, uh, had to go get some grub in us. Probably a good call. Yes. Sean Stratton, his buddy Mike, they are guests here on First Up. They were the official waste management open correspondents for us here on TSN 1050. So take us through you choosing Mike and not your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Take us through that conversation. <laughs> you know what? It was kind of... It was, I gave her a heads up. We, uh, me and Mike, uh, we kind of were working this competition together. Uh, so if one of us was busy, the other guy would get the word of the day. We'd be calling in. So I did give her the heads up, like, hey, if this actually comes true, Mikey's my man. <laughs> I, I, listen, I respect it. What do they say? I don't think I can say what I want to say on the radio, so I'm just going to skip yeah, past it. Yeah. So uh, Mikey, I think Mikey you, I think you know, friend. you know exactly what I want to say. All right. So let's talk about yesterday. You guys were there yesterday in the final round. Yeah, we were. And yeah, and and, and and what was it like? Were you following Nick Taylor at all? Were you given the Canadian support that he needed? Oh, absolutely. So what we did, we woke up uh, woke up a little later yesterday, about eight o'clock. We teed uh, it up. So we, we worked in a couple golf rounds, made it a personal golf trip as well. Awesome. Then uh, we showed up the waste management at about, I don't know, 1.30. And uh, funny enough, on our way in, some guy we got to give a shout-out to. <laughs> All-star performance. We were looking good in our golf gear. I don't know if that had something to do with it. But he uh, presented us with two VIP passes to the 17th hole skybox. Wow. Wow. And he's like, yeah, just take these, uh, take these up there. There's still ten free drinks on them, so uh, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> did so, did you capitalize on all of, ten? I uh, well, we tried. I, pretty sure we were the last ones to leave. The you guys are awesome. Open. You guys are awesome. That is a that, wow. VIP passes ten drinks. What's, That'll get you was, going. What's the flight home like, fiend, man? Where, where are you guys now? What's the flight home like? What's what's Pearson Airport looking like? Well, we actually we got a nice little day planned here. We're uh, we're not flying out till about <laughs> one a.m. Red eye special. Oh, so, did, did TSN set you up with a red eye? Or was that your choice? Uh, no, that was TSN. They Ooh. said, you know what? I think you'd like a three-hour layover in Chicago. I think Ooh, that's three-hour layover. All right, we can't be critical of our bosses, so no, we're, we're going to zip it up. It. I love it. And <laughs> we got a nice little day planned here. We're uh, we're going to go tee it up again. We're gonna. Sean's got some family in the area, so we're gonna gonna go have a nice little family dinner after that, and then, uh, and yeah, put in a shift at the airport. Ooh, three-hour layover on a red eye. Oh, oh my god! So listen, <laughs> the airport bar on the way out to vacation is the best. Yeah, the airport bar on the way home not as good. <laughs> I, I need to ask before we let you go. Um, was that a bit of an old-school reference you did there when you said, "Yeah, we got a nice little day planned." Was that a little Frank the Tank coming from you there? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, just like wanted. That. You got it. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Sean and Mike, these guys, you know, they they're our people. Mm-hmm. They were our representatives down at yep. the waste management on behalf of us at TSN ten fifty. Thank you for being such great correspondents. Hopefully, you guys did us proud. It sounded like you did, and uh, we appreciate you being part of of uh, the show and the station and all of your contributions, fellas. So enjoy the day down there in Zona. Go low today, and uh, best of luck flying home tonight. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. It was great. Yeah, guys. Trip of a lifetime. Thank you Amazing. very much. Amazing. Amazing. We're really happy to hear that. That is Sean and Mike, our waste management correspondents. And you see what goes on on the grounds, and yeah. you see like videos on the Instagram and TikTok of people just belligerent. And it's 
it's a crazy scene there. I do wonder if it's like a little bit overblown, though. Like The hype is so, so much on the waste management and what goes on there. But judging by those two guys, I mean, these guys are, Ooh. like, they, they would be my, my best friends. I can just yeah. tell. Sean and Mike, my type of dudes. I, I you know, if we had time, I'd ask them, uh, any chance your girlfriend is picking you up from Pearson? Because Up Express is closed down right now. Yeah, I saw that. Those brakes oh uh, are broken God, or whatever. The, uh, by the way, a shout out to all staff um, at Pearson and all flight attendants and pilots. That is hard to be able to get to Pearson. Uh, but I want to know, is is the girlfriend picking them up? Uh, just these. So one a.m. flight, which is a th- which is three a.m. Eastern time. One a.m. in Arizona, so three hour layover. They're probably not landing back in Toronto until I don't know Oof. noon, one o'clock. I think if I were them, I would just like, hey, no, I'm, just, I'm not taking this flight home. I'm just going to pay for my own thing. I'll figure it out. No, no, no. I'm taking I'm taking the flight, but then I need the day off, and I'm I'm taking a cab. I don't want anyone picking me up, and then that is going to be a four hour. Have night. you ever taken a red eye before? Yeah, I've taken it once. Never uh, from Vegas? Um, yeah, I've done it from Vegas and uh, once coming home from like Europe. Yeah, never yeah. taken a red eye. It's tough. Well, like, Europe doesn't really count because you want to go overnight, right? It's like a seven or eight hour flight. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, you just, you gotta, you. It is a superpower. People that can sleep on planes. I know. I, 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 I'm so envious. You know, Rod Black, our former colleague here mm. at TSN, called the Great Cup every year and he yeah. always like went to the rap party after it was over and he's like, all right, boys, I'm out of here, I'm flying home. And I'm like, dude, it's like 12. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got the red eye. Always did it. Jeez. Family man, Rod Black. That's why his son's going to be in Major League Baseball. So. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's it. Anyways, love Rod Black. Love Miss him. Black. We, gotta, we should give him a call. Sure. Maybe let's call him after the break. Okay, maybe not. Maybe later this week. We'll see how it goes. But I've got my FanDuel best bets coming up after the break. And no football. No NFL until September. So we're going to need to find different ways to make money. And we start after this. Time now for today's best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Wearing my FanDuel hat right now, Matthew Carr. I can confirm that. Betting all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Apologies to FanDuel. Took a lot of money off them last night betting the Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm going to do the same tonight with my best bets presented by FanDuel. Let's start with the Ottawa Senators. Plus 130 at home against Calgary. I mean, the Flames have been so inconsistent. Ottawa... Have a good feeling, a very good vibe Ooh. on the Sens. I'm going to take them plus 130 at home. I'm also on Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry remains out, meaning that Clay Thompson, he and Jordan Poole, the focal points of the Golden State offense, over 24 and a half points on FanDuel, minus 110. That is my second wager and my third and final wager. Get this, Matthew. The yes. Brooklyn Nets. I actually really like what they've done. They've got a deep roster, a solid bench. Even Ben Simmons is contributing. They nearly beat Philly. They had that game over the weekend. They did. They nearly beat the 76ers. And they will get it done tonight. Plus 125 on the road against the Knicks. Today's best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Well, that's all she said for you and I, Matthew. Yeah. But you'll be back two more hours of cause greatness. Two to four today to four. on Gameplay. Then Carlo Koliakovo yep. back rested and refreshed tomorrow from his Florida vacation. Yeah. Should be great. Should be great. <laughs> I will say, Al's brother and Julia Tasheri will have Leafs lunch at noon. Al's brother told me a story about an encounter with Kyle Dubas hmm. he had what? on Saturday night. Really? Yeah, so Al's brother's at the game. I'm not going to give away the story because I'm certain he'll tell it because it's a fantastic tale. 
Kyle Dubas is a big fan of Al's brother. Big fan of Al's brother. Oh, God, I hope Dubas just you know walked up to him and just said, chicken wings, really? <laughs> At a charcuterie board? You child. He I loved, just don't see it happening. Dubas loves our man Al's brother. He will detail that with Julia at noon. Of course, you'll be back on the radio because four yeah. hours of Matthew. Not enough. Not nearly enough. Not and, of course, enough. overdrive from four to seven. That's it for us. Thank you to Cheese. Thank you to Chrissy. I am Aaron Koronek. He is Matthew Cause. Koliakovo uses Chow. Yeah. Frankie uses Arrivederci. Yeah. Matthew, to say goodbye, you will use? Goodbye, everybody. Yes, queen. Yeah. <laughs>